welcome to another episode of Idiopod with DJ Stone and Destiny Love. And we are starting this off a little differently than usual. We have just begun with the practice we like to do, which is uh, five minutes of silence to just kind of hit reset and, and center with the spirit and see kind of what what comes to the forefront of our minds. So we don't have a topic for conversation today. We're just going to get started. Destiny, what's what's kind of uh, present to you right now? Oh my goodness. So the waterworks, probably 30 seconds into my deep breathing. Mm. And what continued to stand out was um, belonging Hmm. belonging where do you belong you know where are my people um and just this this it felt really vulnerable I felt very raw um some things came to mind I remember years ago um a person telling me that people really didn't like me which was this really interesting level of awareness, which was kind of helpful. At first it was really, really hurtful, but then it was kind of helpful over the years when I began to just understand what she was trying to communicate. Um, How long ago was this? This, this? this may have been maybe four years now, but I had known her for probably another 10 before that Mm. and belonging 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 and what came to mind is that I'm visiting a new church on Sunday Mm. and I was we did a church launch my husband is a photographer so he shot a church launch on last Sunday we love the church you know and we so anyway, that is what all kept coming up in those five minutes, TJ. So I'm just bawling and immediately as I begin the breathing, I felt the presence of God just right here in my car. Mm. So lovely, so reassuring, so comforting as I begin to explore all of those things. So wow. I'm excited to see what's to come. Yeah, that, that seems like a lot. So. five minutes how do you think that message was intended for you from this person so I believe I believe from her perspective she was being helpful I really believe that but it did not come across very well. It came across very, very hurtful. Very hurtful. Um, I don't really know how, how the way you phrased it could come across any other kind of way, yeah. really. <laughs> yeah, but now, now that I'm a little bit older, a little bit more mature, way more solid in my identity, um, I understand now the intention was to help me to understand what it means to be set apart you know what it means to be like God and 
you know, that in, and at times it does cause you to feel like you don't fit in spaces, you know, and I feel like so much of our human experience is trying to see where we fit, you know, especially in middle school and high school and early adulthood. It's like, we're trying to see where we fit, who are our, who are our people? Where's the tribe, you know? And of course, for a lot of us, that's just different places, church, work, school, um, family. But in those five minutes, I was just reminded of, gosh, like our spiritual direction group has been a space where I feel like I fit and it's been lovely. And that's also coming to an end. So maybe that's why all that came up, TJ. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've similarly been kind of pre-lamenting the end of this, this class, this season. Yeah. You know, there might be some of those folks I never see again. Right. Right. So I am, yeah. I'm looking forward to what's to come, but I definitely know that I need spaces where I, it's kind of like what I'm seeing in my mind is like a space where I fit amongst other people that don't fit. Hmm. You have a Just like a, what, where that is, or is that something you I, have to make? Right. I don't know. We'll see how this goes. I'm I'm grateful to have connected to you. I know we will we will remain connected, right? I'm um I'm I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. And I'm visiting a new church on on Sunday, which is something, right? It's Easter Sunday. <laughs> is it just because it's Easter Sunday, or is it all the stuff around everything? No, it's. I just thought it was actually ironic that I'm visiting on Easter. Yeah. Yeah. It, no, no, no relationship. Okay. Is it yeah. just to visit because, because it, so it has nothing to do with it just being Easter Sunday and going to Easter service? Oh, nah. Okay. I've, I know there's probably been uh, challenges with the church that you have been going to. Yes, and I'm feeling way, way and way more like I don't fit, <laughs> which is hard, right? We love our church. We love our church family, um, but there just comes a time where we begin to outgrow a space, mm-hmm. and it just no longer works, you know. My wife and I were, were at that very point about two, two and a half months ago with our church, which we still love in a lot of ways and love a lot of the people there it's just yeah we we hit a point where we'd done all we could do there kind of right and there the the supports that we needed the things that we needed weren't going to be there unless we made it and we didn't really have the bandwidth to keep making it <laughs> absolutely us. and for others we're we're in a season where we just need to be able to show up and make some new connections. Well, the other thing was we pretty much knew everybody in our church at this point, except the, you know, the people just come in and out and don't ever really linger around. Right. So it, it, 
felt like permission to explore with a new season. And, and I think we, we both really feel like we're entering, we're kind of in the process of closing one chapter and starting a new one. And I know I'm very optimistic for what, what the future can hold and connecting with new people and a new space with you know, new ideas, new opportunities yeah. that come with that. That's always very exciting to me. So it is so not by chance that we are right here at this same space. It's one of those idiosynchronicities. There you go. You said it right. Yes. My goodness. So tell me, I have a question for you. Because for me, it's felt like a grieving process. Mm-hmm. So how has that, how is it? You guys are still right there in it. How has it been for you? It's, you know, church and faith and it's just such a huge part of our lives and to move on from it and, or to, and to even come to the realization that we need to, or that it's time. How's yeah. that been? Well, Was there been, like a pivotal moment? I think there's been a series of kind of stepping stones for, for us. So it's, it's kind of been like a two and a half year process really for us. Um, really the thing that drew us to that church and that really rooted us there was the lead pastor's teaching. Uh, it was just so fresh, such a new perspective. Uh, it, it started to lean a lot more towards a lot of the stuff that kind of has prepared me for the spiritual direction journey because he was quoting a lot from Richard Rohr and a lot of the authors and stuff that, that are taught in our class. And right. That was kind of wet an appetite. It was some different perspective I'd never really heard before. More of this sort of Christian mysticism kind of lens. Right. Which is probably how I most closely would identify right now. And uh, he suddenly, at the end of 2019, he was actually a guest on my podcast in its first iteration because my former co-host was his brother-in-law. Uh, so we have, a lot of, we have a lot of entanglements and, and stuff there, even though I've, I literally, the only time I've sat down for more than two minutes to talk to him was on my podcast. So I, I don't know him personally, but I was friends with his kids. Right. You know, my wife was uh, his youngest daughter's uh, youth leader for a year. We have lots of connections. I was good friends with his brother-in-law and his family so he kind of stepped down suddenly at the end of 2019 and then the church was kind of in a how do we pivot from here kind of thing and then three Uh months three months in COVID hit we were in the middle of a building project where they were going to shut down sometime that year anyway to finish building out the building Right. They just did that earlier because it was closed for COVID anyway. So it was like this weird thing where we were suddenly doing online church. We didn't have a lead pastor for like six months. They were interviewing people, but everything was via Zoom until like late summer, early fall. Mm-hmm. It was just this weird disconnect. It's like we were already disconnected because of COVID. Wow. The the, the former lead pastor was very much setting all of the culture and the culture that we had come to like and that really drew everybody to our church. And so without him, they started to kind of really waffle their direction. And so there was never really 
a way for the the body of the church outside of its leadership to really process and grieve yes the the loss of that because before they even had resolution with themselves we were just in pandemic mode oh goodness we didn't even have a building to meet in for six months and then we threw in a new teaching pastor who you know they they intentionally wasn't really building into the leadership because he was new he was just coming to teach right that's gradually changed over the last couple years but it was kind of like a soft introduction kind of period and basically they they shut down all of their programs i mean we were leading a a small group Uh uh-huh excuse me sorry we were leading a small group at the time and uh we tried to keep it together via Zoom, and it just it wasn't really working. Right. Uh, and then wow, they, they had like one class uh, when they did start back doing stuff masked and in person uh, that we decided to be leaders of. My wife did an online version. I did an in person version. We went through this class. We tried to keep our group together through it. About half of them we lost. And by the end of the year, just the group fell apart. Uh, as groups do, uh, I've found that there seems to be kind of a expiration date with all small groups. It's, it's just a season yes, of life. Absolutely. I'm finding that that's just a microcosm of, uh, of community with churches these days, too. It's like, I don't know that it's necessarily healthy to just plug into one place forever anymore. I know. And then that's one thing that as you were sharing, that's what was coming up for me. Like how there are, we know that there's different stages of our spiritual journey, right? And we need different things. And, but then sometimes churches will send a message as though you need to be here and you need to be loyal to this organization and, you know, really wanting you to be kind of like, you know, committed. I know that's the, that's the desire to be committed, right. And to become a family. But when I think about the grand scheme of things, right. When we think about overall the body of Christ, which is outside of four walls, that just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah, because we're we're all the body if we're believers, right? Wherever we are, right? Absolutely. And so wow, we're right here at the same place, TJ. Yeah, and it, it makes me wonder if the journey we've been on with our class and how that kind of has paralleled with our lives, if if that's kind of helped push more that direction I I know for me there were so many little things it was just like when we started our fostering journey also Uh through this process I mean when we started you know church had barely just started meeting again but my wife wasn't really comfortable we we tried to meet but with mass at first it was all mass services then they'd have a mass service and unmasked Mm -hmm. service but 
she didn't feel comfortable with the distance between people. So oh, absolutely. So we were still trying to do the online thing, but just really struggling to connect via the computer screen or our TV screen. And, uh, and, and what's so interesting, you say that this has been like a two and a half year journey on my side as well. So right when I came into our spiritual direction training, maybe a year before that, God really began to make me uncomfortable. Like I began to feel really uncomfortable in that space. And, and I just, one of my prayers was to be connected. Like I knew that I needed something different. I really didn't know what that was. I am, I love people. Like I love being around people. Um, I knew I wanted the space. I just didn't know what it looked like. And I was like, really, really just crying out for that. And then thankfully my pastor is who connected me to the training, which is phenomenal. It has been phenomenal, but now relating to the church is just it's 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 different it's become very very different it's funny you said that your church connected you and i i think they paid for you to go right yes yes uh it was one it was the lady pastor at our church who's one of the teaching pastors uh she was the last kind of like push towards doing this that I, that finally made me really just double down and do it uh-huh it was a conversation that, that we'd had and probably two or three people within the same year had mentioned maybe looking into becoming a spiritual director at some point i've been meeting with usually guys people that were floundering in the music industry and different things like that things i could have a point of connection to right this kind of you know being a listening ear slash mentor whatever person needed and that was kind of like my little side ministry uh, for years right and you know started leaning more towards the spiritual lens and, and then the more that happened the more it seemed like I never even heard of spiritual direction until probably three four years ago and then same here it kept being put in front of me and then when my pastor was like i think you need to be a spiritual director i was like it's funny you say that that's not the first time i've been told that maybe i should look into it so i have yes. to always thank her um no, no ill will towards any of the leadership at, at our church is just yeah we've outgrown it in the season and i don't say that arrogantly it's just what what they're best at offering we needed four to six yeah. years ago and absolutely we've been lingering in it because it was so helpful to us and we wanted to help you know provide that space for other people but what i think their biggest challenge has been people come to that church to heal specifically spiritual wounds usually wounds from other churches and church people right right the problem is once they do heal there's not a lot of opportunities take the next steps and as you and I both know you know you you hit these walls where you you either flounder or you got to make the next step up and if it's not there where you're at you got to find it somewhere else and I think that's 
that's kind of just where we are. Yeah. And I even noticed with myself, if it wasn't for my children, so, which is so interesting because if it wasn't for them, I do not know if I would be a member of a church. You know, that's something about this whole membership to a church, just I'm like, I, something about it. I've always really, really enjoyed visiting churches, visiting multiple ministry events, you know, and then when I would go to spaces and they're like, this is the best church. I'm like, what? why would you even say that? Like, why are you having people, you know, even believe that, you know, but whatever. So I've always been kind of like, um, recognizing that there's no one space that has it all, right? So, which, you know, is some of my seven tendencies too, right? Um, but if it wasn't for my children, I don't even know if connecting with a, you know, an organization right now would even be a thing. But I did begin to think back on experiences that I really loved as a child and and I and it's some things I want them to be able to experience and, and participate in and um so that's what's been kind of motivating me here lately because now my son is four and my daughter is six so they're a little bit older now they can you know do different things they both love to sing and they both love to dance and I really really enjoyed that part of my youth church experience yeah and and youth and kids ministry is what uh brings a lot of families and and parents to church initially right a lot of times it's for the kids and then i'll go because the kids are there and i need to be there right to pick them up and then they get kind of looped in they're like well i guess i'm going to this church now <laughs> that happens right. with so many and, and me working in youth ministry for a number of years I, I saw that happen a lot and I'd see people you know there'd be the drop-off parents they yes. drop their kids off at this church because they have a better youth program and they'd, they'd hustle to get to their church oh wow and then come back yeah I mean it's possible when there's a lot of churches around especially right. in the south <laughs> uh, a lot of parents I saw do that it's usually not long-term sustainable because you get tired of hustling back and forth. But I've seen people try it for a number of years and it works for some people. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What would you share like as words of wisdom for somebody that maybe even be in this place that we're in of like, uh, you know, maybe a little bit unsettled where they are because I'm sure it's so many in it and just the just the having the conversation about it and who to talk to about it it can be challenging yeah because often church leadership is not helpful when when your your biggest issue is should I still be going to this church or not yes because right there can be a vested interest in keeping you there absolutely depending on the health and um feelings and connections to those people even you know relational right. things get kind of difficult uh, especially if you're really plugged in and into a lot of stuff like we absolutely were. um i would say 
in general, whether it's church or anything, when you're, you're getting to feel unsettled in a thing, that's, that's either your body or your spirit or God or something. Yeah. Because it, it all communicates and, and comes out eventually in the same ways. Uh, but that's something trying to be an indicator to you that something is off. Absolutely. And usually, if you really sit with that long enough, you can pretty quickly identify what area at least something's off in if you don't immediately know. And then I think that's an invitation to, to sit in that because so often yeah. we want to push it to the side. Yes. We ignore it. We want to pretend like it's not there. And you can live in that space for years. Come on. I think. I mean, I think my wife and I have lived in that space for two and a half years with our church, uh, just trying to just make it work. Absolutely. Because, because it was so pivotal to our story. It was so foundational in how we even see God right now. It, it felt wrong or like we weren't measuring up in some kind of way if, if we even entertain the possibility right. of looking elsewhere, even though we knew we weren't receiving what we needed in, in the season we were in. We, we kept being optimistic that, you know, if we just stay long enough, we'll find it or we'll make it somehow, you know? Yes. And, you know, I feel like when, whenever, whenever we're presented with a situation where it feels like any forward progress is just beating our head against the brick wall. And every time we try and do one step forward, it's two steps back. That, that's kind of an indication too, that maybe we need to go around this wall or find, find another path. Absolutely. And it, it, that it, has been true for me as well. Yeah, and it's, it's hard to, to accept that. I think we need to have compassion for ourselves mm-hmm. uh, and don't go immediately to blaming ourselves when we've, we're feeling like we are just hitting up against the wall. Right. The wall is there to help us, and it's, there's going to be walls. Yeah. Uh, and another thing is, you know, recognizing that we don't necessarily have to blame the space, right? There's just things that we outgrow and it doesn't have to be any hard feelings. It doesn't have to be any negativity or any bashing. It's just part of our human experience to continue to grow and develop. And I would even share to leaders. I feel like this is something that leadership can, um, can encourage, right? Leadership can encourage people to grow and to move on and to go where they need to be. Because at the end of the day, the point is to be growing closer to God and not an organization or a space and to feel so tied to it. It's all about the relationship with him. You know, so just really moving ourselves out of the way of it, not taking it so personally and really just encouraging the growth and the movement, you know, and just really wishing people well in whatever direction they choose to, to go. 
I think that would be something that's helpful as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think, so once my wife decided to uh, draft an email to the church leadership to just let them know this is what we've decided to do. We've decided to start going to this other church. Yes. Nothing personal. It's just, you know, we're in a different season and this church doesn't really have what we need right now. And yeah. We, we, we have accepted that and recognize that. We appreciate this church and the leadership for what it's been for us. We recognize yes. it's been helpful in a lot of ways. And they were able to reply and love and, and kind of bless us on our journey and realize nice. that that's what we need. Uh, I think they were a little, a little sad about it. Um, but the, yeah. that, that's that natural grieving of, you know, stepping out of one season into the next, you know, there's, there's always going to be this holding uh, mm. joy in the midst yes. of, of loss and grief. Because we can do both, right? We can do both. Yeah, we don't have to lean into one so far that it negates being able to fill the other. You know, that's not necessarily helpful or healthy. I love that. But what? And what I'm been... hoping... Go ahead. No, go. I, I'm. I love what you just shared there. What I'm holding is that I can absolutely love this space. It it has been so beneficial, but I can also hold that. I need something different and I'm moving, you know, sometimes it's like those feelings come up and it's like, oh my gosh, like, am I doing something wrong? Like, do these feelings mean that I need to stay in this space or continue to do this thing? And, and it's like, no, that's just part of growing and we're going to hold them both, you know, and really just be in that area of tension until we're able to fully transition over. That's helpful for me. And we need to feel all the feelings we need to feel to be able to continue stepping into the next season because it doesn't yes. help because just in, you know, the analogy of turning a page, turning a chapter in a book is like, it's not helpful when, when you got the book open and, and you're just on the, yes on, on the line of the, the page turns, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to read a book when you haven't fully turned the page. Hello. Um, what's been really cool for for me is that they'll still let me do spiritual direction in their space if I want to it was it was kind of weird I I did one session with one of my pro bono guys uh, at the church still after having sent the email and they know that I wasn't regularly going there anymore and and the guy I was seeing hadn't been going there in like a year Mm kind of weird us to not going there people meeting in a space and them being okay with it and not charging us for the space either lovely then i I talked with the executive pastor and he was like you know we don't even know you're here half the time it's still fine if you want to keep sounds like sounds like the kingdom to me yeah i mean that's great i mean i'm trying to set up this space to be more of a spiritual direction space now yeah I'm probably going to start transitioning to, to doing that now, but uh, it's so nice exciting. to know that there's an invitation still. Yes, indeed. Wow. So what do okay. you feel invited to in this season, sitting with this new chapter, 
new possibilities, grieving the, the, the loss of the old. I feel invited to turn the page. I do. I feel invited to turn the page to feel what I feel, but also hold it alongside of what's to come and what's next. Um, so I feel excited about that. What about you? I would say very, very similar. It's, it's kind of funny that we're in such similar spaces for totally different reasons, I have to imagine, in a lot of ways. But it's, yeah. it's um, parallel journeys, new seasons. Uh, right. I am grieving the loss of this class. I don't, I don't fully know what to do with that, but I am very, very grateful that, that you and I have connected, and I know that we'll try and still stay connected. If for no other reason to, to hound you to get on one of these podcasts. <laughs> Hello, we're doing it. We're doing it. Well, this has been awesome. So refreshing. So much clarity. Um, I'm looking forward to the next one. Me too. Me too. All right. Well, this has been another edition of Idiopod. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. And until next time. See ya. Bye.